Hi, and welcome to How I Got Back to Exercise with me, Sophie Barlow, where each week I speak to a different guest about their journey getting back to exercise. Along the way, we have got lots of chats and we always get some great tips as well. So thank you so much for coming along. And thank you also to audionautics.com for the fab music. Today we're speaking to the lovely Kirby B, who's a certified nutrition coach, personal trainer and bikini athlete. She overcame many obstacles and worked extremely hard to reach a peak state of fitness only to find herself diagnosed with osteoarthritis at the age of 36. She had to retrain her mind and body to exercise differently this time. In this conversation, we'll be exploring the mindset, habits, integration techniques and exercises she used to get back to exercise. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast, Getting Back to Exercise. We cannot wait to hear your story. I have obviously done a little bit of research and had a look about your journey and it does look amazing. And I love that you're sharing some of your experiences with people and just want to say that we're really grateful for you being here today. Just to start with, I wanted to kind of go back a little bit to the beginning, I suppose, um, and talk about kind of where you were I guess before you were getting into regular exercise and just talk to me a little bit about that space. So um, I hadn't always had a really healthy relationship with movement or exercise as a child I was very sedentary I preferred reading books and playing with my dolls and and not a lot of movement I'm from a small town so there weren't really a lot of opportunities to get involved with a variety of different sports. And I never really found any movement activity that I connected to. So I would, you know, walk the dog occasionally, but I was never really heavily active in my youth. And, you know, as things go, I um, ended up, you know, gaining a little bit of weight in university, traveling a lot in my 20s and eating delicious food all over the world. And things just kind of caught up with me. So I, uh, I found myself really needing to exercise. That was a really interesting place no matter how much desire I had, and I would have all these plans for Monday night, I would make myself a bunch of promises that I would exercise and do my sun salutations and go for a run. And like, it would just be this perfectionist fantasy that I would build in my head about how good I would exercise. And then the next morning I would hit snooze and it was really a battle to get out of that cycle. That was probably the, the rocky beginning for me. Yeah, I have yeah come across a lot of people who are in that space where they, you know, the motivation is there. It really is. And then moving into 
willpower and that's kind of used up and then you're like what do I need to kind of get to be doing this kind of regularly but I was going to ask you before we get on to that was there anything in particular that made you realize right I just really want to do this was it like an event or was there a moment or was it just a kind of gradual like realization there certainly was a moment Um, I ended up making some major life decisions and I ended up leaving a relationship that was not really, you know, we were not really just going down the same path anymore. I ended up moving. So I moved from Canada to a Caribbean island, which is also very good motivation to exercise because you find yourself wearing a lot less clothes. So, so those things definitely helped because when I was in Canada, you know, there were a lot of excuses. It's very cold. You know, I could just as easily curl up and watch Netflix all evening, which was what I was doing. And slowly there, there was a realization that that just really wasn't what I wanted to do with my life. And I just felt like I was wasting my life one episode of Netflix at a time. You know? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. When I, when I did finally uh, decide to make that shift to the Caribbean, I was kind of positioned, you know, and, and I had set my mind that I, I don't want to waste my life anymore. I have this second chance. I have this kind of fresh start. Um, and so yeah, I just kind of decided that from from there on, I would make some some bold moves, messy, bold, bold moves. <laughs> um, and so you mentioned messy, and then like maybe being kind of having that perfect ideal of exercise. Is that something I mean, is that one of the things that you kind of realized that helped that help you make the change? Yeah. Yeah. That was that. I I think that was, that's really the secret sauce for, for myself being such a perfectionist. Um, the realization, and I've had to relearn this lesson very recently because basically I, in my story, I was able to slowly integrate habits and build on, you know, and first I'm only going to the gym three times a week, and then I'm going four, and then I'm going five, and I build on all of this success until I'm training, you know, two, three times a day, and I'm competing as a bikini athlete and fitness model. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the thing is, and and so now recently I'm, I'm not competing. I'm, I'm still coaching. I'm still eating well, taking care of myself, but just kind of enjoying life a little bit more than you can um, whenever uh, things are that regimented for you. Um, I'm, I'm really trying to understand that it's when you're starting something again, how it, it it really is step by step by step. And we forget that whenever we've had it, if you were ever an athlete at one point in time, if you ever had a really consistent regimen and then got injured, which is what happened to me this year, you kind of just imagine that you can jump right back on the horse. And 
that is not true because you never did jump right on the horse. You had to start from these messy steps of just, you know, I'm, I'm doing it today. And then I'm stacking these small little habits until there's no drama. And, and that would be the part that I think I learned it in the beginning and then I forgot it. And then I had to learn. That is really interesting. Yeah. Because to have been on that journey and then like that is a textbook kind of like little steps, you know, incrementally improving, doing more and more. And then I think that is the thing, especially, you know, it's your first time in a way getting to that place to then it's kind of like, where does it end? Isn't it? And like either it's like injury or kind of burnout. And then, yeah, as you say, it's kind of going, going back again. Um, so did you feel like, do you feel like your relationship has changed like with your body in all of those different stages? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this year, especially. So when you're, when you're modeling and when you're competing, you just believe that you're going to look like that forever. Even though people tell you it's normal to have different size clothes in your closet. It's normal to go through high season and, you know, um, building season, right? Like we kind of have on season and off season. And even though everybody tells you this, when you're new, you still have this idea that you're going to look like a bikini model all the time. And, um, you don't (laughs) because, because it's truly, truly not sustainable, you know, and it, it does you, you know, there, there are really difficult points in that journey whenever you do decide to, you know, maybe ease off the exercise a little bit so that you can do other things yes. <laughs> in your yeah, life yeah. Um, and, and, and travel and enjoy different foods. And um, when things started to shift for me and uh, my life became a little bit more nomadic, um, I'm traveling a little bit more, I'm doing more work online. I did lose, you know, um, I mean, I guess it's normal to not exercise for three to four hours every day but I did slowly start to lose that and um, I had to cultivate a different relationship with my body Um, and it wasn't always easy and I I don't I don't think I have any sort of uh, you know expertise around this because I really did struggle for a while and then things like injury and illness really kind of um, you know, set us back and, and have us look at things in a different way. So I found myself basically at the starting point, you know, kind of back with where all my clients start from. Um, and, and it was really hard because I just expected myself to just jump back into this, like, level two or level three, you know, kind of, kind of way of living. And I was really, really humbled when I couldn't do it. Yeah, Yeah, I totally, yeah, I can, I can really understand that. And it is, 
it is a hard learn to kind of you know people kind of say like love your body and it it is hard when you have got used to having you know being you know particularly fit or you know I do see it with my patients really often and then to kind of have to readjust that um and almost yeah put that back into your training so I I have found that that kind of you get more awareness don't you though so it's kind of that whole relationship with your body that whole like listening Mm -hmm. um I guess Mm -hmm. like you do learn the more you listen the more you kind of enjoy as well it's like that give and take isn't it but so is that I've noticed that you're kind of you're looking more widely rather than just fitness at the moment but is that part of the journey is that kind of where you're at now totally um when I was competing I felt I I didn't actually feel a lot of connection with my body I felt more connection to the instructions that my coach coaches gave me so if they told me to eat this fat burner or drink this caffeine or um do you know I would just do it and sometimes I would overdo it because I was not listening. My body was so numbed out on supplements and caffeine. And I didn't pay attention to whether certain foods agreed with my body or not. I, when you're that fit and your metabolism is that high, you can eat any kind of carb. (laughs) And so I didn't really ever notice if gluten actually bothered my stomach. Um, I didn't really notice, you know, if, if this vegetable bloated me a little bit, I, I just did not notice. I just ate what people told me to eat and I did what the instructions were and that was it. And since moving through a lot of health issues and injury, I am hyper aware of what's going on in my body. I'm noticing every little thing. Um, and it's kind of nice to see, wow, when I eat these foods, I really do feel very good. Um, and I noticed I ate that. And even though it tasted good later on, I felt my energy kind of crash or I felt bloating or I felt, you know, problems with my digestion. And those were things that were just not even a part of my (laughs) awareness. Yeah. Just like close off. That is interesting. That is really interesting. Um, Do you feel as if that is something that you're kind of building in with your training with clients and stuff? Is, Is it the nutrition is it other areas as well that you you know when you're talking to people about you know getting back to exercise or looking at you know health and that kind of thing are there other areas that you're kind of including in that as well now rather than just that amazing getting the habit which is pretty important <laughs> but yeah absolutely i i think that there's a lot to do around mindset and identity as well because that was one of the tools that I was using to coach myself before I knew anything about coaching I had these kind of like teeny tiny habits that I asked myself to do and 
I didn't give myself too much. I, I don't know, maybe I was smarter back then than I am now, or I, I'm not <laughs> sure because I really had to go through this whole process again. But when, when I was first starting this journey, my bar was fairly low. I was looking to get myself to the gym before work, um, only three times a week. And so on those three times when my alarm went off, I was coaching myself to get up. I'm like, you have to get up because this is who you are. You work out before work. That's who I was. That was a part of my identity that I really liked. And so um, that was really helpful. And I, and I didn't, I, I also used to set a little trick. I'm like, well, you're not going to negotiate with yourself either. Cause that was something that I did in the past was I would try to negotiate with myself, like say, um, you know what? You're really tired. Um, how about you just do it later or, you know, um, it's okay. You can start tomorrow. You have this excuse or that excuse. Um, and so I would, I would set it like this. I'm like, you know, you don't negotiate to brush your teeth. You just brush your teeth, right? Like you don't sit there and go, oh, no, like maybe I'll do it later. This is just, no, you just brush your teeth because that's a habit. That's your, you're a teeth brusher. You brush your teeth every day, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that is really good. That is impressive actually, because you've basically gone from like the way, you know, you mentioned about your, um, your younger self and the health beliefs that you had where you were kind of like, maybe not a person who does regular exercise and then you're saying to yourself actually I'm the person that exercises before work every day I go to the gym and then those beliefs you're literally imprinting those new beliefs making new behaviors and then quite quickly like reinforcing into the habit so it's like that's really like that's impressive that is impressive stuff so I can totally see why that kind of model yeah that model works but yeah I guess how do you feel now starting I guess kind of starting again knowing that kind of that worked on like one level what would you say is like the holy grail I guess in terms of yeah getting back to exercise but kind of making it work for you if you were going to say to my listeners actually having learned what I had these are the things that I would do differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, so, so getting back to exercise, because I had a lot of health problems this year, and then had, you know, a very big injury this year, and I basically had to start from zero. And so I think, I think the thing that like the, the piece that I'm that I'm kind of going back to is that piece that I just mentioned about integrating it into your identity, but not overdoing it at the beginning. Because yeah. the idea about solidifying a habit into your identity is that it's not really a habit if you have a lot of mental drama. Yeah. Yeah. Around it. You know what I mean? Sometimes we set ourselves up and we're like, I'm going to go to yoga five times a week, you know? And it's like, you've never unrolled your mat in like the past two years, you know? But you're like, I'm going to yeah. go. <laughs> like, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And we have these ideas. And then 
when we're not able to do it because we haven't been doing it, we haven't really like strengthened those muscles within ourselves. We really get down on ourselves and it's almost like a form of self-sabotage. So I think the trick is, is to um, pick just one thing and then integrate that for, you know, however long it takes you until there's no mental drama around it. Because when I, when I was coming, overcoming my injury, I was like, and I have a little support group with this too, right? Like I have a group of girls who were were all nutrition coaches and I get to watch myself go through this process of, you know, like being so ambitious at the beginning. And like, I'm telling these girls, I have the messages. I'm telling these girls, okay, girls, I'm back. Um, I'm clear to exercise. So I'm going to be going to the gym five times a week. I'm going to be walking twice a day. Um, I'm going to be tracking my nutrition on my fitness pal. And uh, I'll be submitting all this stuff to you girls every day. No problem. That's just how it's going to go. Right. And, And then somehow I can't do those things, you know, like somehow I'm like, I, I, I miss a day at the gym. I, you know, I miss a walk. Um, my, my back pain flares up up and I can't, or I'm just not used to tracking the macros and I don't want to, you know, (laughs) like I, I kind of fatigue after a few days. And so I'm watching myself go through this process where I'm scaling it back. And I'm telling that I'm telling the girls, I'm like, you know what, girls, I, I didn't get those things done this this week. It did not happen. Um, so I'm going to scale my goal back to just going for a walk and tracking my macros. And that's that, you know? And then the next week, I'll, if, if I got, you know, like five or four days out of the week, then I'll stick with that habit you know, and see if I can get it up to, you know, six or seven times of the week before I add on something else. Um, But I think that's, that's the part. If if you just said, I'm going to go to yoga once a week and did that until it's like brushing your teeth and you're not like, Oh, I have to go to yoga. (laughs) It's just, yeah, yeah, I totally yeah, I really, I have heard that often, and it's um, yeah, it's interesting to do it from like a professional. You're kind of always observing yourself with these behaviors, aren't you? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that is. I mean, that is really worthwhile. And what did your group say to you? Were they just like, "Don't worry, be nice to yourself," or were they just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like they held space you know, like they're, they're also trying to figure out their, their own things too. We're all in there for accountability. Um, and at one point when I did finally like scale back, um, you know, one girl said, she said, I think that's great. There's nothing wrong with, you know, narrowing your focus in to just a few items rather than trying to, you know, have, have focus on everything at, at once. Yeah. It was, it was just so interesting to, to watch myself, you know, do, do it all again. You know, you think, you know, you think you've learned. (laughs) It is, it is. Yeah. You just have so much more back to give, don't you? Once you've kind of done that. And I have done that loads of times, by the way, (laughs) that was kind of part of, um, yeah. Part of the reason to do this podcast was because I just, 
I know how hard it is. And I think there maybe isn't enough talk about the fact that, it, you know, you are going to mess up. It is going to be difficult. And like, it's really fantastic, like to have people like you, because obviously, like you've literally, you've been at the real peaks. And, but to be able to say, you know what, I that was really hard for me. I just, that really means a lot, doesn't it? Just for that, like someone at home who's kind of, had that little roundabout going on for a little time I just I think you know it's it's good to hear (laughs) because kind of what you see on social media and stuff there's not there's not that much is there about hey it's okay and I have got you know and like that's really valuable advice as well isn't it like start small just keep yeah it's kind of bedding in I really liked what you said about um when the chatter dies down that is so that is really good because it should yeah that kind of feeling of like it just feels easy and normal yeah 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 and then you know you've integrated it into your identity it just becomes part of your routine you know um so and and that's I think that's truly and it's different for everybody like I can't give you I can't say like oh two weeks you know you'll have this habit totally integrated into two weeks you know and then you'll be able to stack on another one um that's the measuring stick is when there's no drama mental drama around it um that's when you know it is so personal isn't it yeah I totally agree with you I mean I know there's a lot of research on you know how how long to sustain how you know when it's going to be embedded in is it 21 days is it 28 days whatever but it's so personal isn't it and it it really depends on what the habit is as well because as you say if it's something way away from your normal kind of health beliefs then it's gonna take a while isn't it yeah yeah Um, exactly and I, I really do appreciate you doing this podcast. The topic is just so near and dear to me um, because of my relationship with movement. And you're right, this stuff on social media, like it's not helpful after a point, you know, like I, there's this one quote that when I was an athlete, I could really relate to it. It was, um, you know, you might not always have motivation, but you can always have discipline right and when i when you're an athlete you're like yeah i am disciplined (laughs) that that's that's how it goes it's true you're not always motivated but if you haven't cultivated the habits if you haven't had those little micro successes all along the way to build up to that discipline you know what i mean that you that's me and i you feel bad (laughs) think you know it's hard to be disciplined and I think that's it isn't it it's like oh, all it takes is willpower but the thing is like you know if you've had a really late night you know if you've got like mm-hmm. a new puppy or you know something yeah. is waking up really early in the morning it's just kind of like where can you go for that willpower and then yeah or discipline and then it is what is after that and I just think you're totally right I think it is just those little habitual things isn't it it's just that little habit and that yeah teeth cleaning analogy is really yeah totally totally with you on that um so what tell me what are you doing at the moment are you are are you kind of coaching at the moment or 
I, I am coaching at the moment. I'm kind of coaching from a different perspective for sure. Um, I will admit that I was such a athlete coach before that I helped my clients. We co-created a lot of meal plans. So they enjoyed what they were eating, but it was still rigid, you know, and I would teach them how to swap things and do different things. Um, but it was still like meal plan, you know, and, and now, um, I'm, I'm really working with my clients to integrate these habits, you know, like let's start from where you're at and let's add in protein at most of your meals. And let's do that for a couple weeks and see what you've learned through that process and all the habits that you need to take on in order to get that protein on your plate, because it's not just, you know magic you've got to learn how to shop for protein how to prepare your protein how to you know measure it out to make sure you're getting a, a sufficient amount and 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 there's a lot of habits that go in you know instead of like just kind of like saying here you go <laughs> you know with, like with my clients it's like when, yeah, when you're trying to cook it, you just, you go into just sort of default mode, don't you? It's just like, oh no, what are we having for dinner? And you're like, you're just kind of automating, aren't you? And you just, you yeah, if you could be automating with all the cool habits. Yeah. So my new programs are really, it's, it's habit stacking and it's habit integrating in all the kind of areas. So nutrition, um, movement, I'll talk about that in a second, because that was kind of an exciting part for me too mental health like how can we organize ourselves and give us little, little tricks and tips so that it's not so hard mentally and the other big piece is stress recovery and sleep because if you are um you know experiencing really high levels of stress then you're you're not really able to integrate these habits and you're also not going to get as much benefit from them you know and just um, going back so to that real that's, foundation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's really starting from square one um the movement piece is really exciting because I had a a, a back hip injury earlier and I and I don't it, it I think it was actually from overtraining because like I mentioned before, I wasn't paying attention to my body. I was just listening to my coaches. And if they told me to hip thrust 300 pounds, then I hip thrusted 300 pounds. And I have had that now often. I'm 36 years old. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, you know, I, I think it's really common when you get into that space, you just don't ask questions, you do. And and that's, that's the saying, right? So overtraining um, has led me to wearing down my cartilage. Um, I was diagnosed with stage one arthritis at the age of 36 and also discovered some other interesting things about my spinal column and how there's not really a lot of space between my, um, L5 S1. Okay. So those, those vertebrae are super, super tight. Um, meaning that I don't have a lot of back bending motion. Um, and I, I also can't twerk, um, fun, fun fact, you need to be able to move (laughs) those vertebrae to twerk. (laughs) But, um, so I had to find a whole new way to train and it, it, uh, it was a slow and steady process. I started doing some research on, 
high frequency, um, high volume and low impact, low resistance training for your legs, glutes in, and to be specific. And, uh, so I started doing a lot of research on these methods, employing them myself in my, my own routines. And I'm so relieved that I'm getting really great results. Um, and I don't have to, you know, crush my spine with yeah. really, really heavy weights and do things that hurt my body. Well, that sounds really interesting. I mean, I personally will be having a look at that program because yeah. probably 90% of my clinic work is bad backs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm always, always interested to see, you know, people who are basically listening to their body. So how can my listeners sort of find you? Yeah, my website is www.glutegoddess.com and I'm going to be actually giving away the program that I spoke to you about for free. You can go to my website and sign up um, and once the program is released, you'll get a free uh, copy of the program. So you'll be able to learn for yourself how to integrate these exercises in and you'll be able to, um, yeah, exercise without aggravating um, your body. Well, that sounds amazing. Um, So yeah, I will definitely be going on and checking that out. I just want to say thank you so much, Kirby B, for coming on today. Um, I just really appreciate you coming onto this podcast and sharing all of your knowledge. And yeah, I cannot wait to catch up with you in the future. Is there anything you want to finish with by sort of saying to our listeners before we say goodbye? Just to keep going just to keep going truly, you know, like it, it is hard. I know, I know that it's hard and you might miss a day and you might miss a week, but it's all part of the flow and you can always come back to it. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. If you, if you miss a day, you just get to come right back. Cause it's a lifestyle. That's how I like to position it. That because it's a lifestyle for you, you can always come back. Thank you so much for joining us today on how I got back to exercise. Thank you.